Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on February 13th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to support the ministries of St. Mark's, you'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's pastoral intern Emily Benja with a gospel reading. The gospel reading from Luke chapter 6, verse 17 to 26. Jesus came with the twelve and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all of Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their disease. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came from him and healed all of them. Then Jesus looked up at the disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the dominion of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on the account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did for the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We begin this week in chapter 6, many verses away from where we left off last Sunday. Jesus' ministry has gotten a lot of attention from all the controversial things that he and his disciples continue to do. From proclaiming forgiveness of sins to touching the unclean, healing a man with withered hand, and working on Sabbath, to sitting and breaking bread with tax collectors and sinners. He even goes ahead to call one of them as his disciples in chapter 5. Jesus' ministry continues to bring into question and turn upside down the systemic structure and social life of his community. Over and over, he reiterates the prophetic message at the temple in Nazareth. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim a release to the captives and, re and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And as many prophetic messages before it, we see the prophetic gospel of Jesus as told by Luke being rejected, especially by the systems and the people who want to keep them in place. In previous chapters, we saw Jesus' own community rejecting him. They even went as far as attempting to kill him. As his, his ministry continues, we see him facing more 
more rejection. The Pharisees questioned Jesus' ministry on each turn, trying to trap him with questions on whether they should be working on Sabbath, on what fasting actually means, and comparing his followers to those of John the Baptist. But today, we begin with Jesus coming down from the mountain with the newly appointed 12 apostles to join the other crowd of disciples and the multitude of people waiting for him. And as promised to the first few recruits of Jesus' disciples last week, those who left their boats on the shore of the lake and they followed him, they have indeed caught a lot of people. In verses 17 to 19, we are told that the multitude have come from far and wide, from Judea, Jerusalem, and to the coastal towns of Tyre and Sidon. Poor and rich, weak and strong, young and old, all have come to follow Jesus and his disciples. And of course, where Jesus is, so is the power of God, a power that is not static, but moving. From him, a power flows to the crowd, healing and restoring them. Everyone is stretching out their hands to touch and be healed. And yet again, the scripture is fulfilled in our hearing. Jesus's ministry has stretched out beyond his hometown of Nazareth. Good news and healing has flowed to the poor and the blind. And then, almost suddenly, true to Jesus's nature and fashion, of course, he turns to his disciples to you and me, and says, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry, for now you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. With Jesus, it's never just a gathering, of course. There's always a facet of things going on. Healing, breaking of bread, laughter, dispute with Pharisees, and most importantly, a constant pointing back to the gospel of Jesus. Jesus continues to point back to what he claimed in chapter four of Luke, that his gospel came for the poor and the blind. It came to heal and bring healing. A theologian and a beloved professor of mine from Luther's seminary writes this reflection on the gospel of Luke that the gospel draws attention not only to the wide extent of God's salvation, but also to the multifacets and holistic character of the salvation. Luke highlights the spiritual, physical, and social consequences salvation has for the people and for the social settings they inhabit. With this in mind, the Simon on the plain makes all the more sense. In Luke, Jesus, Jesus walking hand in hand with his followers is part of his ministry. The fact that Jesus, son of God, a prophet, worthy of high esteem and respect, rubs shoulders with a crowd of people, some of whom would not even be touched by many, is the very key to the revelation of God's kingdom come on earth. This sudden appearance of beatitudes and woes also makes sense. Because for Luke, the prophetic message in Luke 4 centers Jesus' ministry for those who are on the sidelines. It calls for the recognition of the least, the restoration of God's people to beloved community. 
It calls us out of comfortable places to seek blessing in the reimagined and redefined understanding of the gospel. In this gospel, Jesus says to you, join me. It is not going to be easy because joining me is not about riches, but because those perish. It is also not about acceptability because as you saw, prophets are rejected even in their own hometown. It is not always going to be laughter and multiplication of food. Sometimes it will be hunger. But in those times, be comforted in knowing that the blessing of, God, of the God who called you will sustain you. The God for, for whom you left all of your comfortable life, all of your boats and all of your nets on the shore, the one who you trusted as you stepped into these sometimes uncomfortable places of ministry is a faithful God. In your weeping, be encouraged that joy will come in the morning. In the midst of rejection, exclusion, and being defamed on the account of the Son of Man, be planted in the river of truth that your reward is in heaven. May you be nourished in the companionship of a communion of saints who, like you, have faced the same rejection, some even to the point of death. This is the message that I hear in this gospel reading today, that these blessings and woes that Jesus is talking about are not about curses and blessings. It is more of a caution and a calling into the true nature of Jesus's ministry for those on the sidelines. It is a reminder to see the world in a way that does not center only around ourselves, but looks out for those who are suffering, for those who are weeping, for those who are poor. Jesus is calling us to face to the realities of the world that we live in, but to also be reminded that God's blessing follows us through it all, that we be rooted in Jesus Christ, our Savior, in whose steps you follow, to trust that like our Lord Jesus Christ, you are a beloved child of God. And like him, you continue to be strengthened in God's power to fulfill God's own promises. Because our God is faithful. And like Luke shows us over and over and over again, God intends to fulfill God's own promises. Whether we're rejected, whether the Pharisees says we shouldn't be performing miracles on Sabbath, whether they say that we are not supposed to touch the unclean, God calls us to go into those places because God intends to call all of God's children beloved. We're all called into this radical hospitality that goes out of ourselves constantly, pulling us and drawing us into God's own reimagined understanding of community and belovedness and being loved. This is the kind of gospel that Luke continues to proclaim to us. And as we continue on this sixth Sunday after Epiphany, may our eyes continue to be open to the revelation of God with us and the ways in which God calls us and draws us into God's own self. With this message, I leave you the promise of God's presence with you always in all that we do and the understanding that the blessings of God do not look mostly like all the things we would want them to look like but that those promises sustain us and will continue to bless us in this life and ministry that we live in.
Thanks be to God.